Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. We're heading towards the finals in Quick Card Edmonton Minor Hockey Week. Always one of the cool things during Minor Hockey Week is I get to meet the winners of the Wayne Gretzky Award. Uh, I didn't get to this year because they were announced while I was on air on the show. They were Brian Crossan and Nathan Tromblay and one other youngster who I'm going to get to meet now over the phone and introduce you to her as well. It is Ryan Santos, one of the winners of the Wayne Gretzky Award. Ryan, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me, Reed. Yeah, thanks a lot for making time for me tonight. Ryan, how old are you? I'm 14. So what are you playing? Is that Bantam? Yeah. Okay. So Bantam Double A. So maybe a stupid question. Uh, Are you on a a female team or on a male team? Um, I play with the boys. Okay. Now, is there not? How how come there's no female team? I thought there were female teams going down Um, to Pee Wee now. Well, actually, there are female teams, but... uh, I choose to play with the boys just because they play faster and stronger. It just helps me improve my game. Okay, so you're pretty good then. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, When did you start playing hockey? Um, I was like five. Who or what got you into it? Um, Well, I I grew up going to the rinks, watching my brothers play, and um, watching them excel and seeing their passion and drive for the game filtered down to me. Um, seeing their success motivated me to work hard and be the best player I can. So has hockey always been your first choice as a sport, Ryan? Um, definitely, but I also like to play soccer as well. It's uh, one of my many, uh, one of my passions too. Okay, so you're playing Bantam AA uh, on a boys team. Is it? Are there any challenges to, to playing on a on a boys team, or is it just maybe normal to uh, to have a girl on the team? Um, for me, it's just a normal thing. I've, I've grown up playing with the boys, but uh, definitely I'm not the biggest person out there, so I just definitely have to work hard to prove myself to the boys. Okay, Ryan Santos joining us on Inside Sports, one of the winners of the Wayne Gretzky Award for Quick Cart Edmonton Minor Hockey Week. When did you find out you got a Gretzky Award? Um, about two weeks ago, and just getting the phone call was one of the, one of the best things, feeling really honored and... Uh, couldn't wait to have the ceremony. Okay, so that was, uh, I guess that was last week when you got that. So now I know you. this award generally doesn't just go to good hockey players. You have to be a good hockey player, but it also honors people who, you know, are good in school or, or work hard in, in the community. So give me some of the stuff, tell me some of the stuff that you're involved in outside of hockey and outside of school. Well, um, actually, I did a coat drive for the coaching for kids and families. 
Um, I reached out to my school and um, the hockey club to see how, um, if I could get some coach donate because I know in here Edmonton we have these cold, harsh winters. Like last week, I know it was freezing, and I could just couldn't imagine not having the right winter apparel. So just something to give back to the community because you know just help out. Okay, so. How do you how do you do that? Do you go around and physically collect the the coats? Do you try to get people interested to drop them off? What kind of work did you do? Well, at my school and around rec centers, I actually placed uh, some bins so people could donate and just drop them off there. And then after that, I brought them to the page cleaners, and then there they gave it to coats for kids and families, and they dispersed them from there. Okay, cool. So you got involved there. Did you also do something with a, uh, is, is it an I Am Loved campaign? Can you explain this to me? Yeah, um, there's a uh, comp- uh, local Edmonton business called uh, Yegbox, and we did a commercial for I Am Loved just to empower women. So. Okay, how'd you get involved in that? Um, a girl my school's mom actually owns one of the companies, so she just asked me to join, and I was more than happy to tag along. What do you like about being involved in things like that, Ryan? Well, it definitely brings me a broader perspective on life. Uh, get to see that not everything just gets handed to you. You have to work hard and that there are people out there who don't have what I have. So it's just it's just a pleasure to put smiles on people's faces. Excellent stuff. Okay, so tell me, what, what first of all, I should have asked earlier, what's your team called? Um, Southside Athletic Club, Barbecue Country. Barbecue Country, Southside Athletic Country. Okay, sounds cool. Uh, are you still alive in the Minor Hockey Week tournament? What's going on? Um, unfortunately, for my league, we don't get to play in the Minor Hockey Week. Okay, so do you have any games this week, or what's going on? Um, yeah, I actually have three games this week. Is it uh, must not quite be playoffs yet, eh? Uh, no, it's uh, a while away. Still a while away. All right, how's your team doing? Um, pretty good. Pretty good? Like, really good or just pretty good? <laughs> just, pr- just pretty good. <laughs> Do you have a better winning percentage than the Oilers? Um, get in there. <laughs> okay. You're in the- All right. So you got some work to do. That- that's okay. Yeah. Where Where do you hope your hockey career takes you, Ryan? Um, I definitely have big dreams. Uh, I one day want to get an NCAA scholarship and play down the stage. And uh, one of my major goals is wearing that Maple Leaf and going to the Olympics. Wow, that is awesome. Okay, well, that's perfect. Now, do you want to keep playing uh, boys hockey, or to do that, are you going to need to play female hockey soon? Um, yeah, actually, next season I'm going to trans- uh, transition to the girls' game, so I'm pretty excited for that. Okay. Ryan, it's great to meet you. Congratulations on being honored with the Wayne Gretzky Award. Uh, I know Brian Crossan and Nathan Trombley were uh, honored with you last Wednesday at the community rink in uh, next to Rogers Place there. So great, great stuff for you doing the work you're doing. I hope hockey keeps going well and, and you seem like you got a lot of energy and you're a very positive person. So I hope you never lose that. Thanks for coming on the show. Sweet. Thank you for having me, Reed. Right on. That is Ryan Santos checking in. Wow, that was great to talk to her. How about that? Uh, I love those stories with the Wayne Gretzky Award because they're youngsters who are enjoying it, uh, hockey, excelling at hockey. And as uh, as Ryan said, she's realized at a pretty young age, 14 uh, years of age, that there's uh, more to life than just the hockey and doing things for yourself. And she's getting involved in her community. And as she said, realizing that there are people who aren't as lucky as her in terms of you know their life for their family situation and she wants to put a smile on people's faces that was awesome to talk to ryan we're going to take a quick time out we're going to talk a little golden bears puck 
They're struggling. They still got a great record, but they've sank to number four in the country. And for the Golden Bears, that's generally not good. And we're also going to see what is up with Trevor Cox and his Wikipedia page. That's next on Inside Sports. This is Mark Letestu from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. So Letestu and the Oilers will take part in Furnace Family Oilers hockey on Saturday night. Edmonton's Furnace replacement experts call 7804-FAMILY or visit FurnaceFamily.com. 6.30 face-off show, 8 o'clock game start. Oilers against the Knucks. They haven't played since the second game of the season in Vancouver. The Canucks took that one 3-2. My name is Reid Wilkins, Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio, 6.30. Ched, thank you again. The 19th annual Chorus Radiothon for the Stollery Children's Hospital over the last couple of days, oh my goodness, over $1.4 million raised. That is, that is just an incredible total. Thank you so much. The U of A Golden Bears, home tomorrow at 7, Saturday at 5 against the Regina Cougars. The Golden Bears have a 33-game winning streak against the Cougars. Trevor Cox, left winger for the Bears, joins us now. Trevor, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well, Trevor. Thanks for ha- coming on the show. Uh, I've interviewed uh, several Golden Bears players over the years. I don't think you and I have ever talked before. So welcome to Inside Sports. If you're a good talker, you're you're going to get invited back. So I hope you're ready for that, okay? Yeah, no, thanks for having me. And also, if you can roll with wherever I take the conversation, that's a bonus, okay? So you ready? Oh, yeah, sounds good. Trevor, obviously, to prepare for the interview, I did some good old Googling. And I stumbled oh, yeah. across that you have a Wikipedia page, which is which is pretty cool. Nice little honor. Uh, <laughs> gives your birthday August twelfth, nineteen ninety five. That sounds accurate. Yeah, no, that's uh, okay. That's on the money. It says that you you're currently playing in the Western Hockey League, so we know that's not true. It didn't get updated along the way. That's <laughs> fine. Uh, I'm just curious here. You're according to your Wikipedia page. The world's foremost online encyclopedia. It has your height as four feet eight inches. Is that accurate? Well, that would be incorrect. <laughs> how, how tall are you, Trevor? I'm about five eight. Okay. Uh, it also has your weight as sixty five pounds. Yeah, I think uh, I think a couple teammates want to have a little fun. Uh, maybe when we're on the bus or something. So. <laughs> Some of the stuff, I know there's been lots of uh, stuff added onto that uh, Wikipedia page, but uh, it's pretty funny. i got to get a laugh out of it. Do you have any idea who might have done this? Uh, I know it started back when I was in Vancouver with the Giants on uh, a road trip, and then I think uh, guys have caught on, and I think uh, some guys here in uh, Edmonton have even chipped in a little bit, so... It's uh, it's pretty funny. So now you're the guy. They go in and, and edit their Wikipedia page. Uh, we're going to have to contact the good people who run Wikipedia and say, hey, people are uh, are giving Trevor Cogs a hard time. Here's a, like this, Trevor, we're not done with your height and your weight. I mean, they, your buddies didn't just change your height and your weight. They went all in. Here's another thing it says about your junior career. Cox has participated in zero on-ice warm-ups throughout his junior career. I assume that's not true. You do take pregame warm-up. Oh, yeah, I'm on the ice for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) It also says you enjoy chatting up linesmen and tough guys around the league. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I I do like to talk on the ice, but uh, 
I mean, that's not my main focus when I'm out there. <laughs> right. Okay. So maybe that one will, will, will give it a pass. Now, have you ever thought maybe I should go in and change it back, or is that just going to encourage your buddies to go back in and make it even more outrageous? How does it work? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've kind of just rolled with it. I mean, uh, uh, maybe I should um, go in there and change it around a bit, but... Uh, uh, I, I think it used to be a little bit more outrageous uh, back when I was playing in the Western League. Uh, guys, yeah, like I said, guys have edited it quite a bit. So, uh, I mean, it's pretty funny to, to see what uh, what pops up there every, uh, every little often. I guess that's a new way to prank your teammates now in this uh, computer age. You couldn't have done that 30 years ago, gone and changed the guy's Wikipedia page. So a little more subtle way to do it, I guess, if you don't want them to find out immediately. Trevor, but thanks for that. And we're not making this up. Somebody has edited Trevor's page to to this extent, but but, uh, thanks for going along with that. Uh, You guys are back at it. Trevor, look, you're a second-year Golden Bear you know the expectations for this team, so you're probably like, great, I'm the guy that has to go on the radio when we've won one of our last four. Uh, <laughs> but it's probably a disappointing stretch here to Christmas, isn't it? Yeah, we, we've kind of ran into a bit of a hiccup. But, um, I mean, we, we know, we know uh, how, how capable our team is of winning games. And, and I mean, uh, I haven't, uh, haven't done the greatest job of, of coming up with wins uh, after the Christmas break, but um, had a couple good week, week, weeks of practice, and, and we're feeling pretty confident uh, going into this weekend against Regina. All right, uh, Regina obviously struggling. You guys are 16-3-1, and tied for first with Saskatchewan and Canada West. Uh, Regina having a bad year, 3-15-2, and so hopefully that's a team you can you can take advantage of. Uh, I mean, you, you, called it a, you called it a hiccup. Has it? Have you run into a hot goalie? Has there been a lack of detail in your game? Do you think is it is it special teams? What can you tell fans a little more specifically? Um, well, we we had such a good first half. I mean, um, I think we we only suffered uh, one loss in the first half of the season, and maybe got a little bit complacent. Maybe thought uh, we didn't have to respect our opponents enough coming into the second half. Whatever it was, um, we weren't we weren't playing the game the right way, and. And we've had lots of discussion uh, over the past couple of weeks, and and uh, I think we we all agreed that it's time to to see uh, how we were playing in the first half uh, come out in the second half. So so like I said, just pretty excited to uh, to change things around uh, coming starting this weekend. You're averaging over a point a game in Canada West play so far this season. What line have you been on, and why do you think it's been able to click? Um. I've always been I've always been a, a point producer in my whole career. I mean, uh, I'm lucky enough to, to play alongside uh, two great players, with Cole Sanford. Uh, got to play with him uh, for a lot of years in Medicine Hat in the Western League, and and for the past couple of years now with with Luke Philp, um, adding him to our line, I think it's given us uh, another dimension, and and it's been a lot of fun uh, um, having lots of success, success um, with those two guys. I believe there's seven former Medicine Hat Tigers on the Golden Bears. Did you play with all of them at some point? Yeah, there, there's quite a few of us. And, and yeah, um, the only one that uh, I didn't get to play with was Clayton Kurchenko. We were actually uh, traded for each other when I went to Vancouver, and he came the other way to Medicine Hat. So kind of, kind of odd uh, playing with someone now that I was once traded for. But, I mean, uh, we've uh, developed a great friendship, and, and he's a great guy. All right. Tell me, and again, this is your second year on the team. Why did you Why did you pick the U of A? 
Um, I think I just wanted to go to a university where where hockey was still taken uh, very seriously, and and where I had a, a chance to win a championship, of course, and also where I had the opportunity to go play professional hockey once I was done um, getting my degree and then done playing uh, college hockey. So I just thought the university was was a great fit, and and also. Um, with knowing lots of former Messinat Tigers already here, just not having some familiar faces was uh, definitely made the decision a lot easier, that's for sure. What degree are you pursuing, Trevor? I'm going to get my education degree and, um, yeah, see where, see where that takes me. But you're thinking preferably you'd, you'd try wherever, AHL, Europe, however, whatever. I mean, I know you're still three and a half years away from that, but that would be your goal for, for the rest of your 20s, I guess? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, it'd be... It'd be an awesome experience going overseas and, and getting to see that part of the world and, and also making some money playing the game I love and so we'll see how it goes I mean uh, still got a lot of time like you said three and a half years to go till then and and yeah awesome Trevor it's great to uh, get to know you a little bit I'm sure we'll talk again all the best this weekend against Regina uh, I believe on February 2nd I'm going to be doing the show from Claire Drake Arena when you guys take on the Saskatchewan Huskies so I'm looking forward to that one because obviously you guys are two of the top four teams in the country right now according to the rankings thanks for coming on tonight I hope it didn't take you away from too much homework Trevor no no all good thanks for having me there's Trevor Cox checking in from the U of A Golden Bears who like he said, little hiccup, 1-2-1 one, and one in their last four, but still 16-3-1 on the season. Tied for first with the Saskatchewan Huskies in Canada West. Perennial powerhouse teams. The national rankings, you got UNB number one, St. FX two, Saskatchewan three, and Alberta four. So that's going to be huge in a couple of weeks when the Huskies are in town. I want to remind you that some guests on Inside Sports get gift certificates to Northern Chicken. Enjoy a cold craft beer or a great glass of bourbon with modern soul food and other tasty treats at Northern Chicken, 10704 124th Street. Awesome, awesome spot. Great fried chicken. Kenny Stafford from your Edmonton Eskimos coming up, and we'll keep you updated on the NHL scores. Inside Sports on Chet. This is Adarius Bowman from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, here's what's going on in the NHL tonight. Capitals and Devils 3-3 late in the third. Also late in the third, Bruins up 4-2 on the Islanders. Blue Jackets with a 1-0 lead on the Stars. Early third period, Sabres and Rangers 2-2. St. Louis with a 3-1 lead on Ottawa. After two, Vegas 3, Tampa Bay 1. In the second period, Toronto 2, Philadelphia nothing. No score, Coyotes and Predators late in the first. Avalanche lead the Sharks 2-0. Nathan McKinnon having a pretty good year. Both goals, he's up to 22 on the season. Penguins and Kings still to come tonight. For your Edmonton Oilers, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is on injured reserve. Jim Matheson from the Edmonton Journal reporting it is a sternum injury not expected to be serious. Eero Pakarinen called up from the farm. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks for checking in tonight. Kenny Stafford from your Edmonton Eskimos is in studio. Were you just like doing a live video or something? What, what were you doing there with your phone? Well, I, I'm on live your video right now. Here, move over a little bit so we can hear you better. I'm in, uh, I'm actually on live video right now. You're, oh, uh, where can people follow this? We're uh, on my Instagram, kstaff07. The, you're, this, we're live on Instagram. Well, you we're, are. Thanks. I'm live Don't on put Instagram. me on the video. That'll I'm live make people sick at both ends. 
<laughs> All right. So you're just going to stream your appearance here? Yes. That's incredible. Why not? Do you do that a lot? Uh, not a lot. It's something I'm getting into as I'm going to start developing a website. Just uh, I was able to coach this uh, about two weeks ago before uh, after Christmas. I was able to coach uh, some uh, little, a little. Uh, I think for the Northwest Albert, I forget. I have to look it up. I was a uh, like a youth team, a youth like team. Fo- yes, team. yes, like a youth club. Okay, I was okay. able to you know, and I was able to touch a lot of people, and I uh, I realized like I can actually translate and put the football language into little kids's like how uh, old were these kids like real oh man i would say like, all of them under 11. okay and you just went out and played just football, went out taught some yeah stuff, taught or football was able to talk fo- teach football teach route technique uh and having fun playing the game having fun playing it the right way because football such a technical game right very so when, technical when you just are introducing it to kids especially yeah and especially, it can be intimidating to have a ball flying at you people even if it's not tackled there's and, the, you know, 24 you, people you out the there aspect of the kids wanting to you know show the other kid up so they're like they the amount of pressure they put uh put on themselves is crazy so uh but it was um it was good. Uh, it made me feel good. I touched. I touched uh, some parents and I touched some kids. So uh, it made me fall in love with the game again. Nice. So who was, got you happy. into football? I don't think we asked. Wow. Asked who you about got that before. me into football? Uh, my mother. Uh, I was AD, uh, ADD, ADHD growing up. Okay. Uh, so I had a lot of energy, a lot of energy. So uh, my grandma was like, uh, we're going to put you in football. We're going to let you run around, go hit some people, and let you burn some of that energy off. <laughs> How old off. were you? I was, first time I played football, I was five. Five years old. So did you? So in the states, do they put the kids in pads when they're five? Or yes. Is it flag? I mean, there you can start off in flag, or you can start off right in right into pads. Uh, I was right into pads. This I was think in I played, I think I no where, in, where Ohio. in Ohio. In Ohio, growing up, I okay. think I was able to play like maybe a season of flag football, maybe. At the YMCA, you know the. So what position do you do? You have positions when you're five or six. Yeah, my first position was O line. Oh right wow, guard. which is hard to imagine now. Right. A couple weeks ago, DeAnthony Batiste was in studio. Okay. He's a lot thicker than you are. Yeah, yeah, a little bit bigger than me. Uh, so you were you were on the O line as a as a beefy six year old. As nah, yeah, I wouldn't say I was beefy, man. I think I was just. I don't know. I think I just love football. They put you on the O line. So I went from O line to the D line, and then I remember this one Pacific like uh, tournament we're playing in, like this little Pee Wee tournament we're playing in. I'm I'm crying to my mom, like I want to run the football. And my coach, she goes up to my coaches and she says, "Yeah, well my son can run the football." And they gave me a tall sweep. Rit- Took it 60 yards, and I never played O-line or D-line. That was your yeah. first – you remember your very first touchdown in yes. an organized game. That's yes. amazing. You got to. You got to remember that. So you just ran away from everybody. Yes, of That's course. That's incredible. And I didn't want to get hit. And then they put you at a, at a skill position. At a skill does, position, Does that bug yes. the offensive lineman that it's not considered a skill position? Because they're like, they have skill. It's just different. 
I don't know. Maybe Matt O'Donnell probably kind of take takes offense to that because you know he wants to he wants to go out and pass concepts. He thinks he can be a receiver, but uh, well, he could. He's tall enough. Yeah, he's, he's seven tall feet enough. tall, isn't you know, he? He actually has some soft hands too, man. You believe it or not, he can catch a football. Okay, so the old linemen sit there like, hey, design a play where I'm eligible. Like, will yes. they they'll lobby especially, for that? Yeah, especially for a two point play, hundred percent. Especially in the CFL. Like, yeah, man, we can do this throwback. There's gonna be wide open, and it's just like, all right. But you'll you'll actually get a play where it's drawn up, and you'll be in that week, and like, wow, he is gonna be going out for a pass. <laughs> so would it would it be O'Donnell if you had to line up uh, end eligible? I would, if it was my choice, if I was an offensive coordinator, I would pick between uh, Matt O'Donnell and Fig. Oh, really? Okay. Those would be my two Figure going out. out for a pass. Yes, 100%. Okay, but I don't think you guys ran any of those this year. No, we didn't. We didn't. Didn't I think uh, you wouldn't have been in the league. I think Doug Brown caught a few of those when he was playing for Winnipeg. He comes on the show sometimes. Now he's a Bombers analyst on our station okay. in Winnipeg. Very okay. athletic. He, he's like 6'11 or something insane like that, too. But, but I'm assuming the receivers are like... Boys, just settle down. We don't yes. ask, we don't ask to block on a play, so you, you guys will catch. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go out for the pass plays. We'll we'll get all the glory. You guys just sit in there and make sure we get make sure we get some time. But it's appreciated for sure. Kenny Stafford from the Edmonton Eskimos joining us in studio inside sports on uh, Chet. He was in he was in last month and uh, we had a good time. So we said we're going to do it again. Uh, you, you using your your phone here uh, yes. is, is pretty cool. I, I I this I this came up the other day. I can't remember who I was talking to, and I said I didn't know the exact rules, but I'm pr- I said I'm pretty sure teams, whether it's hockey or football or whatever, they'll have no cell phone rules like is there a time where you guys yeah, gotta absolutely put it away it's a protocol in the cfl you're not allowed to be on your phone i think two hours prior to game is this time. an eskimos rule or a league rule league rule okay but i don't think so where do you put it i mean i put it in my locker you know after like coming into a game uh I'll have I'll be playing music on. I'll have my headphones on. I'll check with my significant others or family, okay. friends. Let them know like I'm at the stadium. I'm going good. And so so you you'll use your phone for stuff, but they don't want you tweeting or yeah. Saying they don't anything. want you on social media and stuff. Right. Being which, like, hey, I'm gonna go punch Bo Levi or something like that. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> hey, I I don't think we want to give you know the other team ammo. You know. How so okay, right. So at halftime, will you check your phone or is that off limits? I plead the fifth. Okay. But I do check my phone. I do like to see, you know, especially if you made a play or something. You oh, know, there's our probably the, video you know, tweeted like, out yeah, or something. You never know, but uh, yeah. Okay, let me ask you this. What actually happens at halftime? What is it, a 15-minute halftime uh, in the CFL? It is controlled chaos. You come in, you have to get in your locker, you get the corrections from your teammates, from your coaches. You're going over what you're going to run, what you're going to scratch, what you're going to uh so you, you know, meet tweak. as an entire offense? Or yeah, just you'll as meet re- as a receiver group first, and, you know, just then uh, Mike will come over, running backs will come over. So it's pretty much all the skill positions together, and then <clears throat> the O-line meets with their coach. It's pretty much like, a, like I said, controlled chaos. Just a bunch of uh, group meetings. And well, then, will Moss address you guys? Yes, he'll hit? address us right before we go out. Yes, okay. so Moss will address us right before we go out after, head time, after halftime. Uh, 
to you know give us words of encouragement if if needed uh what what do we need to do how do we need to control the clock right you know just little last minute pieces of where he's coming from as a head coach and then we're back on the field because i know a lot of fans think if a team's playing bad the coach will go in there and, and yell at you for three minutes straight and make and make you feel bad is that a bit of a myth that it happens to that extent it all depends on who your coach is okay you know, you've you've have coaches do different things and uh carry out the way they how they want to force what they want to get to get their point across so uh you have coaches coming here try to fire you up and let you know what you're doing wrong i mean we are in the business of you trying to be perfect i mean Mm -hmm. you do have you get coached you gotta have someone it's a job at the end of the day too so uh they have a job to do too as a head coach so if you have if you have input whether yes. it's to the receivers coach, the offensive coordinator, or or to the head coach, okay. So you're you're out there as a receiver, and you see something in the coverage right away, or a specific DB is doing something to you, and you think he's he's tipping us off, or he's susceptible. We, they, will, you, you, you will try to communicate that to somebody. Yeah, you. I mean, when next time you're off the field, you're not going to wait till halftime. Yeah, we'll we'll communicate it. Uh, this past year, Carson was in was on the field for part of the season. Then he was in the box for part of the season. So we were able to communicate with Jordan. So if we were to see something, we would get on uh, talk to Jordan, who's our quarterbacks coach at the time. Right. Uh, we'll talk to him, and he'll. Uh, He'll see what we're seeing, and we'll look it up on the iPad. And then, if it's not really getting, if your point's not really getting across, you can pick up the phone, which you have a phone, which is a direct line right. from the sideline up to the box, and then you'll get your point across there or halftime. So there's a million ways, but yes, you have it's constant communication, especially on game day, because some uh, defenses might be doing something differently, or you right. know, trying to bracket now, a guy. Wh- or, what view do you get on the iPad? Is it the wide end zone view? You're not getting the TV get, view like all. You of get us. both views. Okay. You, yeah, you get both views. You don't get the TV copy, but you get like you're in the film room, like you're pulling it up on the computer. That's the view you get. Okay. So. So then, if you can make sure. Yeah. Am I really? Is this really it? what I'm seeing? Yeah. You okay. can draw on it. You can do whatever you want. Did they have they were Did they have that when you were in college, or is that even new since you became a pro? Man, did, I'm pretty sure. No, we didn't have that in college. Uh, we had instant replay in college, but we never had iPads on. Yeah, right. So it's totally like football. Football's no, such a uh, the NFL's game. been doing it for a while, though. I believe NFL's been doing the iPads and mm-hmm. over that on the. Uh, Football, like football, is amazing to me. Is the the amount of in-game stuff and the amount of video that gets. I mean, look, hockey players watch video. We talk about that with, with the Oilers, and they can watch their shifts in between periods and all that kind of stuff. But football is so. I mean, you could be in a play, run off the field for one play, have watched the previous play, and then go back out and be like, "Oh, I'm going to burn this guy this way." Like that. That's how quick it can happen. Yeah, right? no, it's literally football. Is, I mean, the game is changing. It's rapidly changing. You're able to make corrections on the fly. You're able to, you know, create a play on the sideline, and it's going to work in the game. Okay, so. so here's a question for you, Kenny. Go ahead. So you're a receiver. How how often do you run the route, the pattern, exactly as it was intended in the play? Because I, like guys have told me. Yeah, I was supposed to go 12 yards, but I knew I was going to get killed or intercepted, so I had to cut it off at 8. Or or I saw the DB cheat, so that's, I took a short pattern long and Mike threw it to me. It's give or take. 
all depends on if uh, if your coach if your coach trusts you, if he uh, trusts what you see, and and he you know you're in practice, you've shown him the correction or something you want to do, whether it be vary by cutting your short, cutting your rod wall deep, or hey coach, maybe we can sell it and I can go deep, or you, it all is all about uh, communication. But I would say. The percentile of me running my true route every time I would give myself maybe a 70%. Okay, so still pretty So high. I try to stay pretty true just so my quarterback... Uh, well, sure. I mean, I know you don't want to... But there's times where you see, oh, crap, this isn't going to work, I, I, I assume. And you got to hope Mike sees the same thing. Well, yeah. I mean, you definitely... I mean... Defenses win sometimes too, so it's right. Uh, they're trying. They get paid. They, too. they get That's paid the old too, saying. So, but no, you try to get on the same page as your quarterback. Hey, Mike, if you sit and I'm going to go deep, or hey, I don't know if I'm going to get to uh, 12 yards. I might cut it off at 10. It's all about constant communication between you and your quarterback, and if he trusts you, and if he trusts you, then you got the keys to the keys to the city. <laughs> Uh, well, I think Mike has those right now. Yeah, Mike, yeah, he does have them, <laughs> considering Kenny, that. can you stick around? Because we got to talk about that amazing play no worries. in the uh, NFL, and we're going to do our picks for this weekend, because me and Batiste did our, our ones for the first Perfect. round. I'm going to shout he out beat me. Duke and Vidal. They're on my live feed going back and forth right now. I think they're probably jealous they're not on the show. V saying he has a better game than Duke. I don't know how Duke feels about that. Well, I'm glad they're listening. Kenny Stafford's in studio. We're coming right back. Hi, this is Ryan Eugene Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Oh, I got to turn my mic on. Thanks, Kellen. I just like talking to myself sometimes. Uh, Nugent Hopkins on injured reserve. Eero Packer had called up from the farm. Mike texting 63630. He says, I don't know why fans and media are thinking that the Oilers won't make the playoffs. All we need is a good winning streak, and we are back in the playoffs. Well, Mike, I won't speak for all fans or all media, but I will speak for myself that the odds are highly against the Edmonton Oilers because they are 10 points out of a playoff spot coming into tonight and they have to pass every team in the Western Conference uh, well they got to pass five teams basically they're behind Chicago Anaheim Colorado Minnesota LA has the last playoff spot historically not a lot of teams in Edmonton situation have been able to make it uh, and they have not really had a good winning streak this season but I'm not giving up hope Mike uh, Kenny Stafford is in the studio. This texter says people get to play pro sports and we get to watch highly skilled pros because the love of the game is born in children and nurtured through to adulthood. Love to hear pros who have a passion to give back to where their love of the game began. And Kenny, that's about you uh, working with some Edmonton kids a couple weeks ago. Well, I appreciate it. That's what that's uh, why some of us do it is to, you know, because people took the time out for us and took the time to mold us to become better men, become better football players. So it's all about giving back, for sure. All right. So NFL, <coughs> four teams left. Wild finish. Yes. Minnesota. What do you think, like, as a receiver, what do you think of that touchdown? Way to way to keep playing. Uh, <laughs> way to keep uh, to double zeros. Way to uh, belief, you know, believing you're going to make a play to change the game and, 
you're going to score a t- game-winning touchdown. It, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable because, you know, just the the, multi- the multiple things probably going through his head at that time. You got, like, what, 10 seconds left, no timeouts. You're on the opposite 40, maybe even 30, and you got to score. T- you got to get kick a field goal. You got to get the ball out of bounds. You like, got to... There's probably so much going through his head, and then for him to stay calm, stay poised, make a play like that, realize he can score a touchdown, and then actually do it. Yeah, I thought he might step out of bounds there, just out of yeah. It was it was it was it was definitely a, a heck of a play. Like I mean, my uncle was at the game, and uh, Chris Carter is yes, uh, your yes, uncle, obviously. And, he, and just the ecstatic, just you see it. Just probably, I wish I was there in that moment. To see that happen live, like just live in a, in effect, because those are the those are the best best football plays, man. That's what that's the reason why you do it. All right, we're gonna make picks. Okay. So, uh, didn't have an Eskimo on the show last week, so we didn't pick those four games. DeAnthony Batiste was in before the very first round. Okay. He went three and one. I went two and two. So you're okay as an Eskimo player. You're carrying a, a one game lead. Over no the problem. radio host coming in. Uh, that means you also have to pick first, though, for the uh, AFC first game. AFC game. I l- never bet against Tom Brady. Who didn't practice today because of a right hand injury. So you're going. But, oh, wait a minute. I wrote down the end and he got upset. I, for, for some reason, I like Jacksonville. I like their defense. Team of destiny, baby. I like their defense. I like their front seven. Their front seven is is unreal. Uh, their D line, their linebackers can run. They got Pelusny in the middle, who who handles the controls, tell the other two linebackers where to go, and then their back four is playing amazing. Yeah. Uh, so you're picking the upset, Jacksonville, the Cinderella I w- story. I, yes, I want to see. I, okay. I would like to see Jacksonville, even though you know it's, people okay. are probably thinking you're crazy, but I'll take Jacksonville is. I'll take New England, and then I'll pick the other game first. I'll go Minnesota on the road. You don't have to disagree with me, but I'll go Minnesota on the road I to play also, at the Super Bowl at home. I like Minnesota on the road too. Okay, uh, I like I the. Both I, like the mini. I like the. Uh, You're taking both road teams, Kenny Stafford. Look road at this. teams, which is the home field advantage, especially in playoffs. I was able to have one here uh, in '15 when we host the Western Conference Final. And the home playoff is that the home playoff game is monumental. Like it's the momentum, it's playing the game in your backyard. You don't have to break your routine. You know what you're gonna do. But the wave Minnesota's riding right now. Uh, their defense is playing unreal, and for them to what they did, uh, Drew Brees in the last seconds of a game. I see Philly putting up a fight. But uh, Nick Foles, I think, under 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 those intense pressures, I think he might crack. So I'm definitely going All with right. Minnesota. We're both going mini, so it'll come down to Jacksonville, New England. Kenny, yes. thank you so much for coming in, buddy. No, we'll do this again. No problem. Anytime. Kenny Stafford from your Edmonton Eskimos. My name is Reed Wilkins. This has been Inside Sports on Chad. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.